Welcome. Happy New Year. Yeah, yeah. Time. That's how time works. <laughs> it'll be the new year. We're recording slightly before the new year. But it'll be the new year before. Yeah, year. episode 53. Yeah. Can you turn me up a little bit, at least in my... I can turn, like, the headphones up. Yeah, maybe just do that. Please and thank you. Welcome back. We made it a whole year. We came back. I, I think I maybe threatened that we wouldn't last time. I don't know. Maybe. Sometime. <laughs> Sometime in the past. Yeah. How was your Christmas, Bo? It was good. Yeah. Yeah. I know it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> <laughs> it was fun. <clears throat> I got kids. Yeah. They they were excited. That's not good. really. I got yeah. a teenager who doesn't really know what he wants. Um, He did get Steam cards, like uh, gift certificates for Steam. Okay. Do you know what I'm talking about? Game streaming. Thing yeah, yeah, yeah. it's like on, yeah. online video games, yeah. right? For computers, and then he so he got that from his grandmother on Christmas Eve, and he he opened it like because it's like a you know you pull it's a gift card so yeah. you pull away so you can see the thing, and it ripped the because it's on a piece of cardboard, not oh, on a, right, on, they don't not make a piece like of real cards. Yeah. yeah, so they rip it ripped so he couldn't read the code. Oh no! It's just like, <laughs> and I had gotten him. Uh, $50 for Christmas that he was going to get tomorrow, the next day. And I'm like, yeah. okay, take this. <laughs> Let's make sure it, it opens. This is the same amount of money. Yeah. So you can have your $50 right now and we'll figure this out. So yeah. I went to Best Buy because that's where my mom got it. And uh, they're like, oh, yeah, this is, uh, you're going to have to take it up with Steam. I'm like, all right. But I mean, then he, yeah. it's, it's, it's a gift card. They're not going to be like, whatever, take it up with the people. We just sell the card. Right. Yeah. Um, but then he he got money, so then he's like, "All right, I want here's one hundred and seventy dollars. Go get me a another gift card of Steam stuff." Uh-huh. So he had two hundred and seventy dollars worth of gift cards to Steam that he then just probably like spent because he's right. like, "I want this game and this game and this game, and these are all on my wish list." Nice. So, and then you that. have those games, right? I don't know. I don't know how Steam <laughs> works. No, I think you do. I think yeah. you have them, and they're okay. just like but they're digital. Yeah. Which I mean, I get, but I kind of hate. Yeah. It's like movies. Like I'm not going to buy movies anymore. And if I want it, I want it physical so I can see all like the other stuff, the extras mm-hmm. that would be on a DVD right. or Blu-ray now, I guess. Yeah. Um, daughter did things. She got a bunch of stuff that she actually liked. There wasn't too much stuff that she's just like, meh. Yeah. was this she even got socks and was excited about it <laughs> 15 pairs of socks and she was only excited not excited about one of them okay. and they were white pair of socks oh. it was in a in a pack so like there was like plain white and then like white with design on it, sure. graphics right yeah. and then a pink one and then pink like yeah. so she was just not excited about that and then we also bought this is really dumb just uh you know the 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 USB converter plug-in thing, uh-huh. right? Like everything comes with a USB port now, right. but not the adapter. Mm. So it's like if you want to charge it, it's just like I don't have this. Right. So we bought those, about five of them, and they all had like two, just because like hey, we need yeah. these because we've got tons of stuff that don't have them. Yeah. Um, and then I was like, which one do you want, Caprica? You get one. And then she just took them all. <laughs> and it's like, you don't need them all. It's like, but uh, this and this. It's like, you get one. Why do you need five? Yeah. It's like, oh, well, that one's just plain white. I don't care about that one. But this green one and purple one and pink one and blue one, they're all mine. Nice. Yeah, that was about about it. Cool. I've been running a lot. Thank yeah. you, Apple Watch. 
let's see if it once school comes back that if i mean school is back but let's see if i keep it up yeah. of running at least 30 minutes i don't think it's going to yeah because i will be at school until three i will get home i will leave it at four i could do it in between there could do it at you that could time run home i could i'm not gonna run <laughs> run home i mean i could but no i'm not um I could get home, run for 30 minutes, but then I'm going to be all sweaty going to guitar lessons. But then I'm going to do guitar lessons for four nights a week. The idea is to come home from guitar lessons and run right before bed, mm. which I know most people are probably like, that's not cool. See, I feel like you would, because you you teach not far from here, right? Um, Across the river, oh. three days a week, and then down the street. Oh, that's right. I forgot you were over the, there. Now. The down the street is is super easy plus it it ends at eight like that's not gonna be a problem okay like they well my thought was like that you would just like run kind of cool off and then go teach yeah the one down the street i start at four right so that's not gonna like i i get home and then i have like something to eat and then i go gotcha like i'm only there for like 15 minutes yeah on those days fair enough yeah this is riveting (laughs) riveting I will apologize also in advance if I'm like wincing in pain or making weird sounds. I'm fine, but I'm I'm just in a lot of pain right now. So it hurts to sit and I'm doing a lot of sitting. So that's how my. So we did a GoFundMe for his back. Um, Not really. No. Just give me a new back. I think I might need to stand. Okay. I should probably pause. Okay. While I adjust the mic. my question is why were there eight counts instead of just i just thought there was gonna be like so many i don't don't know and no one knows there's there's one bar it said one bar but there was eight counts right yeah it was like one of those tiktok things where like it just like extends the sound or something (laughs) yes they've been doing that with the with the adele yeah when she sings go easy on me but it's like I'm on a roller coaster. Go wee. Yeah, yeah. It's like um, the the the, the um, Smashing Pumpkins. Wee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm watching too much TikTok lately. That's all you're doing is just walking, watching. Well, because like I have to like lay on my stomach for a while. To, like, mm-hmm. That's like the one thing that gives me relief. Okay. Because it just takes tension off of the back. Everything. Yeah. Okay. And the leg and everything. But leave it like on your back, it does, like laying down on your back. Laying on my back can help a little bit, but that still causes like a little bit of tension. Okay. It's like laying on my stomach. Yeah. And so it's just like, well, <laughs> even if I'm just going to be here for five minutes, like I might as well just scroll through TikTok. So that transition was probably weird. But oh, we're back. We're it, recording. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. No, that's what the clicks were. Well, no, I I didn't know that we were. Okay, so we're back. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm standing now. So he's I standing, and it, it also feels weird. Pain. I'm sure because I'm looking it's up. A weird at power you. dynamic. <laughs> That's all it is. I'm actually totally fine <laughs> medically. He just wants. Anyways, uh, we're seven I'm minutes into my, this. My dominance on you. It's <laughs> really weird. It's really really weird. But I guess I could turn this now. I don't know. Things are weird. Yeah. Who's first today, Bo? What What is this? What are we doing here besides? Uh, so this. Oh, I'm Bo. This is Brandon. Where this is Two Tunes podcast. I know that it's been seven minutes into the show. Probably eight now. Yeah. Um. Anyways, let's. Uh. We talk about two tunes, hence the name Two Tunes podcast. Whoa. Remember, any anybody's episode or any episode could be someone's first episode. Correct. Um. And this is yours, maybe. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. 
No, I mean, sorry to the people who are, this is their first episode. No, it's cool. The The bad first episodes were the ones that we didn't say anything. And then we realized it like in the next week. Yeah, maybe. I, um, never, I never realized anything. So, so yeah. So I'm going to talk about my f- tune first and then we're going to talk about your tune. Cool. Two tunes. You're bringing back a band. We just I'm, talked Yeah, about we it. just talked about yeah. it because then I like dug into them and That's like, this of, is actually really good. As soon as you sent me that, the like, hey, here's what we're doing for the next episode. I was like, oh, someone got into this band. No, I, I, I already had stuff from them, but like I, that day I listened to their whole record, this whole yeah. record. Which is called The Dream Is Over, which came out in 2016. And it's not even like their most recent stuff, because then they did another album called Morbid Stuff. And then um, they're releasing singles, they're touring again. Anyways, uh, the band is called Pup, which stands for Pathetic Use of Potential. Nice. They used to be called Topanga. <laughs> Where do you think they got that name from? Topanga Canyon. No, they're from Canada. Topanga can't no Topanga. What's her name from Blood yes. World? Yes, yes. But it says Topanga Matthews, which it's like yes, the character became Topanga Matthews. Yeah, she was spoilers. Topanga, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I don't know her last name is. That that show is weird because like people grew up on that show. Like the characters, you saw them grow up. It's kind of yeah. like Full House, I guess. Yeah. Like where you see these these children. Yeah. grow up into teenagers and, and yeah and like adults and so, and you yeah. you see that that you see them go through puberty which is yeah can be kind of weird it's like oh and that guy like yeah he's got buck teeth now or or there was a weird guy with glasses he used to be like topanga's friend minkus sure i i i know the show but i don't like really know i don't the know show. why i know that but it's i'm pretty sure it was yeah. minkus yeah, but uh, that's where they got the name from, but then they changed it for some reason. Do you know that one of the stars of that show from, like, the later years when they were in college and stuff is now an adult film actress? I, I was not <laughs> at all. I don't remember but what okay. her, her character name was. She's She was the redhead. I think she was okay. Corey's brother's girlfriend or something. Or uh, girlfriend. So she was probably, like, an, she was a teenager on the show. She wasn't... They were in college. It was when they went to college. Oh, okay. And they were all like was out that of the a, house and whatever. Was that a separate season when they were in college? Yeah, but it wasn't like Saved by the Bell, the college years. It just was oh. like a continuation of the show. I'm looking at it like now that you've, we're talking Careful about what you're Googling. <laughs> I, I'm just going to Wikipedia of Boy Meets World. Uh-huh. And it's like season one was middle school yep. and then seasons two through five was high school. Uh-huh. And then six and seven were in college. Yeah. And that is she all that it says. would have part of the college thing. Okay. Whatever. <laughs> It's really weird though like how how old uh, i don't know this is not a boy meets world girl meets world podcast but if you'd like we have our <laughs> spinoff podcast we meet world <laughs> two tunes Follow world googles carefully <laughs> yeah so pup yeah they're from toronto <clears throat> um this song in particular is called the coast hmm. which um is interesting in its themes or its visual. Oh, by the way, this uh, Pup was also on the, the Metallica Blacklist. Hmm. Which song did they do? Um, Holier Than Thou. So I probably didn't hear it because yeah, I was only nice. listening to the hits. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we're going to pause this for a second. Not, no, we're not. Never mind. <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. 
Um, yeah, so it's called The Coast. And what's weird about it is I don't think it's talking about, like, the ocean coast. But mm-hmm. I think they make reference to the ocean coast. But then they talk about the lake. And I'm wondering if they're talking about Lake Erie or if they're talking about Lake Ontario oh. or if they're talking about... Uh, some other large body of water in Canada. Right. So, I don't know. It's pretty interesting. Canadian cold, Canadian cheer. I couldn't spend another winter up here in this desolate fishing town. Counting the months as they wear me down. I, I like that it's haunting mm-hmm. and like it sets the mood of like Canadian winter. Yeah. Right. It sets the mood. Um, I've been, I don't, I'll say reading, but like that's not really the right term. <laughs> <laughs> um, there, I've been trying to write more. Okay. So by writing more, like there's this book um, um, by a Berkeley professor that I've been reading. And, um, What's it called? Pipe it up. Hold on. <laughs> Is it about writing? Yeah. Yes, it's about writing. <laughs> so the book that I'm going through is called Songwriting Without Boundaries by Pat Patterson or Pattison. Anyways, um, and then I also have his other book called Writing Better Lyrics. But this book is all like exercises. Mm-hmm. So it's like day one, you're going to do this. Day two, you're going to do this. Day three. So it's like really easy to get through yeah but you got to write a lot right um and the idea of that but then like taking these ideas um the first challenge is 14 day challenge of object writing so like the first half uh, or the first couple days you're writing about what okay and what that means is like physical objects mm-hmm. uh, and you're doing timed things as well um, it, it's supposed to like work really well when in groups. Um, so what writing is the first day or the first couple days, and then it goes into who writing. So then you're talking about somebody mm-hmm. and then, um, when writing, and, and I think that's, it just goes, writing and then why writing? well, no, then, then where writing, it does not go into why writing. Um, but like, that's, that's the whole first 14 days and that's like what i've what i've done so far but then i'm like starting to like listen to lyrics more Mm -hmm. because i'm i'm in that mindset Mm -hmm. so like listening to these things and then i'm also like in like because you'll only read like one day worth of stuff which is like two pages and then you'll you'll do the the, do the work and then you'd be like well what else i'm going to read so i've been reading the other book which is kind of more uh, explaining the the stuff that's in this book. Mm -hmm. So like, it's kind of the same material over and over again. Um, but so with the object writing and then there's another uh, thought process of like, it's like show and tell, like first you have to show the audience what it is and then you tell them about it. Okay. Because if you don't do that, they don't like the lines underneath mean more because of what you showed them. Okay. So, 
Okay. I'm not going to give you examples because I don't fair. have any. But I've been paying attention to lyrics more. So in this, okay, I'm paying attention to the lyrics. I'm I'm j- being critical more of the lyrics and like not thinking that that Pat 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 Pattison 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 Pat Pattison not saying he's like the end all be all which i think people do that like when they get an idea and they agree with that idea they stick with that idea uh-huh. and it's like this is the right way and it's like well no it's just a way it's not the right way right um so me trying to be like are they using the pat pattison way of writing right or are they going completely opposite and like how how is those ideas that i've uh, been shown affecting that yeah. so Anyways. What are Pat Pattison's credits? What do you mean by that? Like, has he written for people? Has he is he was he in a band? Was he? I don't know. He works at Berkeley. That's all I know. Yeah, I just be I would just be curious about that. Um, you don't have to like look. Right? I just didn't know. No, because there's a whole bunch of like, um, in the back of the book, it's like these people. It's like what's his blurb on the back like about him? I don't want to read it. Is there anything in there? Uh, he's a professor at Berkeley. He's written these books. Uh, his international successful students include multi-Grammy winning winners John Mayer and Gillian Welsh. Okay. I don't know who Gillian Welsh is, but I know, I know who John Mayer is. So Yeah. Which, does he really mean that he took... Because wasn't he there only for one semester? Or something like that. And it's yeah. like, hey, it really helped me out, that one class. Yeah. Which, I mean, Christian has talked uh, in the Discord uh-huh. about him okay as well because he yeah. had him so anyways. i'm not like not i'm just curious i was like i don't know who's he i don't know him don't anyways know. so i've been listening to a lot of lyrics and like these lyrics kind of like set the scene mm-hmm. and uh going back to another episode where the um switch your blood for formaldehyde oh uh-huh from uh andrew bird yeah it, it kind of has that like creepy haunting mm-hmm. feel to it my song today also has some haunting lyrics. I'm sorry, what? I was gonna say my song today also has some haunting lyrics. It does. Yeah. Anyway, we'll get there. Yeah. The cracks in the ice will swallow them up. The lake needs to eat just like all living things. That line right there. The lake needs to eat just like all living things, and it's hungriest in the spring. Which is just like, oh, that's kind of like that's when. Yeah. The, the when the ice is melting, so I don't think it's Lake Erie because I don't know. How. We said about like a fishing town too, so I'm assuming it's not like maybe Toronto proper, but oh no no no, it's it's a suburb. Uh, yeah. Well, actually, hold on. Well, you, what, you said the band's from Toronto. The but band like, is from Toronto. The lead singer might be from Kingston or insert that. That's the limit I got. <laughs> Kitchener and Waterloo. I've been to both of those places. Yeah. Anyways. Kingston I've not been to. So, listening to the lyrics. Mm-hmm. It's hungriest in the spring. guys remind me a little bit of turnstile okay played on here before where they have that kind of like 
Obviously, there's like a little more of like a punk rock edge to it, but yeah, like yeah. a little singer songwritery, yeah, with an edge, and then all of a sudden you're screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you I, know what I mean? Like, like, and I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean like that they can kind of like flip those switches and stuff, and kind of cover those different um, things, sort of all within what they do. Mm-hmm. So that's all. Just kind of remind me of that. Do the thing. The town is always on alert. They control the coast, fear it the worst But no one can seem to accept the fact The lake gives us life and she takes it back Now you know what did I mean Take it up, it was dragging me Down in the valley where they found the body It was growing cold I don't think that there's three guitar players, but there's three guitars in this part. Sure. And I like the drums there. Yeah. And that solo, it's like, you're not the greatest guitar player in the world. Yeah. But it's a pretty uh, emotional. Yeah. Um, guitar solo and that bass sound yeah well that's not an uncommon guitar solo to do either of the the take on the the melody yes I really thought that was going to go to like halftime when I first heard it I agree I still am taking some time to get used to his voice. Yeah. I don't dislike it. I still don't love it yet. It, it fits. It works for what they do. You know what I mean? Yeah. It just takes like a little bit. I think if I listen to more, like, because musically I'm like all in mm-hmm. on what they're it's doing. It's just his voice. Yeah. You don't like Canadians. I get it. That's it. Yep. Um, that last, it's, it's weird how it ends because uh-huh. it kind of like ends on a verse. Yeah. But like not like the main verse. Like it's it's new information. It's like, hey, here's some more information uh, that that we're gonna give you right at the end. Right. It's like and it's just done. so. So it could be like, oh, I wonder what's happening to that in that town. Yeah. Like we we've kind of gone through the winter uh-huh. as well. A lot of their songs are really um, angry. I mean I, the the cold Canadian winters. Yeah, we'll but I'm not even you. talking. About, I'm not talking about just this song. Like uh-huh. other songs that are on this on this record. Yeah, it's like kind of bitter. Okay, as well. Like, oh, you think I'm an asshole because I because I drink too much and I like wake up in in someone else's bathroom. Yeah, then I don't know how I got there. It's like <laughs> what? No, you're the problem. Uh, that's those aren't lyrics to to it, but like sure. it kind of gets that idea of like like I'm not an asshole. You're an asshole. Yeah, it's like. Well, you're kind of being an asshole <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> yeah. But like, not your typical lyrics, uh-huh. not your 
Um, yeah, your typical lyrics. <laughs> um, but a lot of the other things uh, in this are um, on the record. Uh, musically, they're interesting. Yeah. Lyrically, they're they're interesting. They do not follow the Pat Pattinson way of writing or whatever. Boo. But uh, you know, that. whatever. There's like there's other forms of writing that's just yeah. one guy's opinion. Um, but it's you know. If you if you're studying, I put it in air quotes because I don't think I'm a student of writing because I'm horrible at writing lyrics. Um, but you know, just op- open your mind to it and be like, "Hey, what is this person saying?" And I'm not that. I haven't been that guy who's just like dives into lyrics. It's it's all about like music, uh, the music behind it, and the melody, and maybe mm-hmm. the rhythm. Like all of the instrumental stuff comes before the lyrics. Mm-hmm. The lyrics are like the last thing in my mind and right now i've been what i've noticed so either i when i'm listening to things i'm either uh listening to a podcast or i'm listening to music and most of the time i'm listening to a podcast um but i've noticed so i've been running uh every day now trying to get like 30 minutes in um new year new you yes new year new me (laughs) i'm trying to do that and what i've noticed is when i'm listening to a podcast that 30 minutes is really long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I'm listening to music, that 30, bu- 30 minutes goes by real fast. So I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to listen to music while I do this. And like, I'll have the, the I, or my iPhone with, if, if they have lyrics, like trying to like search for things mm-hmm. while I'm running, which seems very dangerous. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you'll, sometimes the lyrics will just be written and you have to like scroll through them. But like Apple has this thing where they, they will play in time. Uh, with with the music so you can have it up there and 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 while you're running you can see what the lyrics are and and listen to the song Mm -hmm. and i also like if i like i know this song i'm like i'm gonna skip it yeah um and what that like the one that i skipped today was uh uh talking heads okay which anybody who knows any talking head song yeah it's that one yeah um how did i get here yeah um that's not the name of it but anyways that is my tune i i think the album's pretty good too yeah. Like in general, and then this is this is an older album, mm-hmm. and I know that uh, they released a, a, a two song single EP, whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. um, that I I saved before I even got to to the uh, a Charlie Bliss song, which ha- which was featuring Pop. Yeah. So, uh, good stuff. Cool. Um, I was going to ask you something. I don't know. And now I forget. I know nothing. I don't know. I am Jon Snow. Cool. Want to take a break for my song? Sure. I need to stretch my legs. <laughs> Quite literally. Oh, what am I doing? Here you go. Pause. This is our hold music. Yes, that song's called On Hold. <laughs> and it's from Don't Look Up. Nice. I don't know anything about the film. Don't tell me about it. I'm going to spoil it all for you right now. I'm going to listen to the music and then watch the film. <laughs> Which means I have exactly so much time left. It's uh, 57 minutes of music. Mm, okay. So it's probably a half hour less than the movie. Probably. Is it on Netflix? It is on Netflix. Okay. So I'll never see it because I don't have Netflix. Yeah, good for you. Yeah. So welcome back to our second half. Yeah. Um, 
I've got Lush Life as recorded by John Coltrane and Johnny Hartman. What were you going to say? Well, I have this book called Jazz Standards. Okay. And oh, just, by Ted Joya? Yes. Yeah. yeah oh, yeah. I should have. Yeah, I also have that. Yeah. I have. I think I have all of his books. I have that one and I have his something else. Let's go Is to Amazon History and figure of music it out. or something? Yeah. I know that I read that one. I have that, but I have not read it yet. I think he has a third one or something, too. Is that how you pronounce his name? Joya? Joya. That's how I pronounce it. Okay. Um, he Did History of Music come out recently? He like just did, like, the third edition, maybe? Uh, like a sub- subversive no. history of music. Is that what it is? Yeah. Okay, that just came out recently. But, like, the th- I feel, feel like it was, it's like... It's not a, the third version. That's the first version? Yeah. Something of his just... Maybe his, like, History of Jazz or something just came out with, like, a third edition. Yeah. I think Jazz Standards now has a second edition also. Yeah. So I have a... Which a, I the, wish he would just, like, write a new book. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, just give me, like, 50 more instead of adding in, like, six. Yeah, and then having to spend yeah. another... I mean, I'll gladly bucks. get it because it's a, it's a, it's interesting and it's a great resource for, yeah. especially myself and it my did. Students. It just came out this year, third okay. edition, revised and expanded. Yeah, um, yeah, I, I, I have that book, but apparently must be the second edition. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I do have the Jazz Standards. Um, what other books do I have by him? Do you follow him on Twitter? I do not. I do. I don't even. I'm not on Twitter. And I'm on his email. I mean, I'm on list. Twitter, but yeah. I'm not like. I think I'm Not sort of much. I'm like free subscribed to his Substack, so mm-hmm. like I'll get some things in my email for free, like some articles for free, and they're always really interesting. But not enough. What are you doing over there? Apparently, just kicking a thing over. Do you want me to wait for you while you're looking up whatever you're looking up or no? I think I only have three books by him then. Okay. No, How to Listen to Jazz. That's the other book that I have. By oh, him. I have that book as well. I've not listened, or I've not read it. <laughs> I've not listened to it. It's or a book it. on tape. Yeah. I mean, it could be. Yeah. Those are good things. I've All been, right. that's actually something I've been trying to do in the last like few months is read more. And yeah. so I've been not my usual reading pace, but my tired old man teacher reading pace. It's been pretty good. I've been tearing through some stuff. Um, so I want to let people know at home. Mm-hmm that there has been a pumpkin <laughs> on my desk since October yeah. and it is squishy. No, no, it's not. Yeah. Which the, I, I, I feel it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, just to see if it's like, uh, this needs to go in the trash, yeah. but it, it does not need to go in the trash yet. So I'm, I'm, I haven't been here in a week in a week. Yeah. Hmm. We were, we were, we were here on Wednesday. We were here on Wednesday. Anyways, I haven't been in this building for quite a, like five days. Yeah. That doesn't really seem that long. But it's still there. It's still holding up. It is December. Cool. Anyways. Should I go? Yeah. You need to talk about this song. Yeah. So the tune is Lush Life. Do you know who it was written by? Oh, I do. It's the guy who did uh, You Take the A Train. Yeah. I did a little bit of research, but I forget. Billy Strayhorn. There you go. Who got famous through writing through Duke Ellington's band. Mm -hmm. There's a really interesting uh, biography called lush life about billy strayhorn um that i read i want to reread that one remember enjoying it a lot but billy billy had kind of a tough life in he was gay he was black he grew up like in the 20s and 30s and 40s and Mm -hmm. stuff and like that's not a great time to be either of those things did he die in the 60s i believe so or yeah i believe it was the 60s okay um and so yeah he worked with duke ellington there's there's some like 
depending on which camp you sort of like listen to of how they got along or not i think by the end their working relationship was was really good early on it was a lot of like duke slapping his name on stuff that billy had written okay to either just outright take credit or get partial credit or be like hey billy we don't want to put a lot of spotlight on you mm-hmm. you know because you know we don't want people finding out about stuff like oh, i'm cool with it but like you know I'm, this is just me looking out for you so i'm just gonna put my name on this you know it's fine so and then there's others that are like no they had a better relationship they actually did like a lot of work together and and they they did mostly but so anyway this is one of probably one of his more famous tunes um especially ones with lyrics and stuff um called lush life uh, but this is recorded by John Coltrane, sax player, and Johnny Hartman, singer. Okay. Um, now, you told me yeah. that you wanted to do something else. Yeah. So, instead of me sort of explaining... So, okay, the, the album that this is from is my personal... I think I think it's my favorite album of all time. Okay. I've, I've pondered that question as most people, you know, music fans do. Like, what's your favorite album? What's your favorite? You know, that kind of changes from here and there. This is it. I think, and I think this will be it, my favorite album of all time. Okay. Um, and it's not that many tunes. It's just a short, short-ish jazz record um, that they did together. It's the only time Coltrane recorded with a singer, mm-hmm. uh, which is pretty interesting. And like Johnny Hartman was kind of like the old school crooner, jazz ballad guy. Um, and Coltrane was Coltrane, you know, ever expanding boundaries and pushing beyond and, you know, creating new things and, and going out and all this stuff. And yet, he revered him and his band revered this guy so much that they wanted to do an album with him. Um, but anyway, on an album that Kurt Elling did, who we've talked about previously, he did an album called dedicated to you, which is like a concert as well as an album solely based on this album. So it's like, we're going to do this whole concert and album based around this album. Plus to fill it out, tunes associated with Coltrane tunes associated with Johnny Hartman okay. because they only did this one album of like six tracks. So they wanted to do, to do more. So I did, I got to see this concert, um, in DC whenever it was happening. I don't know. It was probably like 10 years ago or more now. Is this the recording of that night or is it just not that night, but just they had toured it around and then they made a recording of a live performance one night. But one of the, I think it's the second track is, was it called easy it's, to remember yes which is a which is a standard and like it's playing in the background while kurt sort of delivers this little sermonette on how the album came to be and whatever so i'll let kurt explain it all of it yeah it's a couple of minutes it's got some interesting facts so yeah this behind it is this tune easy to remember that sweet expression The smile you gave me. There's a little bit of poetry and stuff in here. If you remember me it's saying, easy to remember. Kurt was a, he studied to be a pastor. Or is it? So. A poetic jazz memory. It's March of 1963. In mid-morning New Jersey, two musicians drive through the snowbound suburban landscape on their way to a recording session. One an intensely dedicated musical explorer has of late been studying the way singers breathe and hopes he will hear Frank Sinatra on the radio so he can consider one more notion before the session. The other, an experienced song stylist 
wonders whether he'll ever hear his own voice over the airwaves. Johnny Herman. The two men met only last week and have only played a few pieces together, the singers sitting in informally at a club in Manhattan. The singer is a little concerned that the band was going to break into some of the wild stuff he's heard them play. But the band leader, a gentle and positive man, will be going for something altogether different on this occasion. Something wholly sympathetic to the sound the singer has. The two are joking and smoking and talking about the songs they will record today. They carry no charts and have made no formal musical arrangements or even had a real rehearsal. Everyone at the session will know the tunes already, each man having performed them in a hundred different contexts. No one at the session will need to be told what to do or what to play. The band is so well acquainted that any mood that needs to be established will come naturally. As the cats in the car talk about what is to come, over the car's radio comes Nat Cole singing Lush Life. Though he doesn't know all the words, out of fun, the singer joins in anyway, and the two add one more tune to the set list. When they get to the studio, they end up recording it in one take. In fact, they do everything in one take. Almost the entire record, except You Are Too Beautiful where they do a second take because of a dropped drumstick. This is where Kurt looks back at the drummer and everybody laughs. In three or four <laughs> hours, they're done. Laughter, handshakes, a long drive home. Just a year or so later, John Coltrane will go on to the highest artistic peaks, leading this same band in the creation of Crescent and A Love Supreme arguably the defining works of his career, and among the most beloved and respected in the history of recorded music. Although Johnny Hartman will go on to make some great ballad records after this one, including some attempting to echo the magic of the one he makes with Train, most go unnoticed upon their release. Broad fame will elude Hartman until well after his death. But we, Remember them both. We're jazz people. And for us, it's easy. That segues right into the next tune. So yeah, I just like that little story because you kind of get a sense of how it's come together. And I love the fact too that like they had the they had it picked out. They weren't gonna rehearse. Again, it's all standards, it's all stuff that they know. They're just gonna kinda like let it happen in the studio. And then on the drive over, they just happened to hear Nat King Cole singing Lush Life mm-hmm. and kind of like muddle through it. And they're like, oh, let's add that one to the thing. We'll figure it out. You know, we'll, we'll figure out the lyrics, I guess. I don't know how they decided, but I just love that. And then I figured you'd appreciate the fact that they get everything in one take. Yeah. Except for the one because of the drop drumstick. <laughs> I didn't. Now, this is a three tunes podcast. <laughs> um I didn't expect Kurt Elling's voice to be that. Really? He also kind of has a uh, Rod Sterling. Rod Serling. Serling. Yeah. yeah, you're right. I'm wrong. From Sterling. Twilight, Twilight yeah, Zone. Yeah, it's yeah. like you find yourself. Yeah. 
the twilight zone. Yeah. Well, it's that whole thing. Like he, that's why I said like sermonette. Like it mm-hmm. kind of is yeah. that. It's like a little sermon. It's oh, a totally. little thing. He's done some other stuff too, where he kind of does these like poetic type readings and things. And some mm-hmm. of them are a little, I don't know, a little too heady at times. But okay. Yeah. Well, anyways, here's the song "Lush Life." Yeah. <laughs> I used to visit all the very gay places Those come what may places Where one relaxes on the axis of the wheel of life To get the feel of life It kind of reminds me of uh, um, Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. The girls I knew had sad and sullen gray faces This tune's, can you pause for a second? There's, there's Everybody should listen to these tunes in general and stuff, but it's, it's especially we're talking about lyrics and stuff. Like mm-hmm. These lyrics are really interesting and deep, I think, and it's very autobiographical of Billy Strayhorn in particular, yeah. and just like, you know, I, I'm trying to attain more things, but I keep kind of like going back into the same, you know, I just keep going to the same bars and the same dives and the same thing and mm-hmm. whatever. Like, and I want to attain more, I want to be better, but until then, I'm just going to keep living this lush life and like. You know that's fine and whatever, but this this tune's kind of interesting too because like it's not a typical jazz standard and where it's like the A A B A that kind of form or twelve yeah. bar blues or whatever. It's like it's almost like a more like an aria or something in the way that it's like more like through composed. Yes, almost. like there are some things that they go back to, mm-hmm. like that opening thing. He's about to go like do it again where we paused, but then it goes like into this whole other section, this other direction. Then it kind of comes back to some stuff from the beginning. Yeah, there's not a chorus to this no at all yeah um and you really couldn't unless you knew the song mm-hmm. you couldn't yeah you're like you're just listening you're sitting and yeah. listening well like a lot of jazz standards too um the of what we know of as the tune is what they would have called the chorus yeah, yeah. because there was like a verse mm-hmm. also usually and the verse was almost like that opening thing where it's almost like Toxing, like the Sprechstimme sort of ish mm-hmm. kind of thing in a way. Did you watch that Charles Cornell yes. video recently? Yes, we talked about that with White Christmas. And, yeah. But there's it's so many songs like that. So, mm-hmm. anyway. With distant K traces that used to be there, you could see where they'd been washed away. So, who are the players? Do you know? I should know off the top of my head. <laughs> I can look it up. But again, it's the same, like I said, the same people that ended up, like his group that ended up. Yeah. Doing all those things. So, like, the the first thing that noticed to me, like, because of, yet again, um, music and then, like, production uh, is, like, okay, the piano is is on the right. So we've got the piano all the way over there. The the voice is kind of in the center, little, little to the left, a little bit, like, right? And then I was, like, while I'm listening to this i'm like wait a second what 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 instrument does john coltrane play again and i'm trying to think about it it's like it's like it's like i haven't heard him yet which when when he comes in i'll, I'll point out like i have a little bit of a, a gripe in, and in then the that moment now all of a sudden we're in Can you yeah. pause for a second too so yeah. johnny hartman on vocals john coltrane tenor sax mccoy tyner on piano jimmy garrison on bass and elvin jones on drums that's the band. Okay. But I like that too, like like Kurt alluded to in the his little speech is like you know, John Coltrane's band was like working towards the stuff that he was working towards, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And like and like I think is a quote from Johnny Harmon about playing some of that wild stuff that he's heard them do or whatever, but it's like, no, we're gonna 
we're going to gear more towards like what you do, mm-hmm. you know, and if this, this is more like in the grand scheme of things, it fits more into Johnny Hartman's yeah. sort of oeuvre, if you will, than it does John Coltrane. Although Coltrane's thing, you can, you know, it all yeah, kind yeah. of fits, but it's more of, of that style of things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I like too, that like Coltrane wasn't like, oh, I'm going to like fill in the gaps. Like where are you saying or whatever? It's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to wait until it's my turn to kind of yeah. dig in and whatever. So, okay. You, I, I have things to say. Again, so like the drums mm-hmm. are on. Everything so you got piano drums on the right. And this is probably like a time where it was either in the center, the left or the right. There was no like. And there was a little bit of sax on the left. I don't know if you heard. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Already. Yeah. yeah. And it's I think it's very loud. Oh, okay. I think it kind of sometimes uh, drowns out, even though he's trying to be really quiet. Mm hmm. He sometimes drowns out um, Johnny Hartman. Okay. A little bit. Like like where you're... Because it's so close. Mm-hmm. Like he's quiet, but he's close. Yeah. And because that... The, the saxophone is so close in your left ear, and the vocals are a little bit further mm-hmm. away, when that saxophone comes in, it's just, it draws your ear. It draws your attention. Yeah. To you should that. take that up with Bob Teal. Yeah, he's the producer. Yeah. Because everything else sounds like it's in the room, and then the saxophone is like, yeah, I'm right here. Yeah, right here, guys, right here. Remember, this is my record. I, my name's first. Coltrane. It's me. Remember, I'm in your right and your left ear. Yeah, I don't, I don't get that, It's the, like... There's no reverb to it. Yeah. It's very clean and dry. It's very close. Where the voice, the voice, I mean, it sounds great, mm-hmm. but it just sticks out in not a good way because it's so, like, everything else could be by itself. And then I was wondering, I was like, is this an overdub? And of course it's not because they just played it all together, but, like, it feels like it's an overdub because he's so close to that microphone. Of those whose lives And now it's like, okay, here's your time to shine. When did this record come out? 63. 63. I don't know if we talked about it before, but we're... We had t- maybe we had talked about um, like history, right? Like this thing was going on at this time, and this feels like a world away from the Beatles, mm-hmm. but it's not. This is at the no. exact same time. Yeah. Like they're over there in England just making records. Record. Actually, this is probably like this still right before. I think this is still touring. Yeah. Which is what isn't really touring, but like you know, happening at the same time. This is this. Which just feels weird. And right. also, like, they haven't gone into... The Beatles haven't gone into, like, their experimental recording right. phase yeah. yet. So, thinking of, like, all the recording that will happen. Or all the the innovations. Stifling those who I'll live alone. 
flashlight in some small dark I'll be while I rocked with the rest some arco bass of those whose lives are lonely that note exactly yeah, I'm just like is, is he gonna go up and he never goes no. up See, I don't. It doesn't. The mix doesn't get to me at all. Yeah, because that, like, this is the the. This is your. I mean, you kind of have a, a couple different genres, but this is your like main, one of your main genres yeah. that you, that you you tend to go towards. Where mm-hmm. it's like, and and old jazz, not like new jazz is new jazz is there, but yeah. I think that you lend itself. So you've listened to a lot of this, mm-hmm. and it's like you understand the time period of recording where I am coming at it from a different angle mm-hmm. where I'm I'm in the now I'm in the, the shouldn't future you, right? shouldn't you also though yeah but I understand <laughs> it and I'm like but I'm just like ooh but then I have to think about like okay but I do think that that was a little bit too loud but it was it's probably not it was probably Coltrane decisions like okay we're gonna move that up a little bit yeah see I, that's the thing that I don't think it's I, no. too loud I think it's because even that he's playing like subtone, mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, it's just an opinion. It's a great album though. It's it's. I just looked. It's thirty one minutes and eleven seconds. Like, that's it. Just yeah. real short. Well, in that in the same when you year, say that's short, that like that's an album length in nineteen sixty three. Like that is an album. No, but I know. But we think about like seventy two minutes filled up a CD, and people would fill up a CD and yeah, and six yeah. tracks. And but it's also not like the six track jazz album where they're all ten minutes long. Mm-hmm. you know what i mean like they're each four and a half to five minutes long so yeah i just i really did that. that like i said that whole album is just great it's one of my favorites i no, it is it's my favorite album yeah you yeah. said that um <laughs> i was looking up to like what else he did so that you know obviously he he then went on to do all the other stuff he went on to do but um in 63 also released duke ellington and john coltrane great album uh, it's really, really interesting. There's some cool stuff off of there. And also his Ballads album came out that same year. Um, the story of the Ballads album is that basically all these critics and stuff were like, John Coltrane, just all he can do is just play a bunch of notes and be crazy and blah, blah, blah. And mm-hmm. he couldn't, he, there's no, he couldn't even play a ballad if he wanted to. And he was like, you know what? Ballads album. Double middle fingers. <laughs> <laughs> and then also does this Johnny Hartman album and also does this album with Duke Duke Ellington. Like all three of those are all very ballad heavy or ballad like mm-hmm. and like, no, a dude, he's like, I can do all the stuff that you like want me to do, quote unquote, but like I don't I'll do it if I want to. So yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, and it's gonna be good, so shut up. <laughs> <laughs> he's trying to expand uh the genre yeah. where Everyone else is like, no, no, no you got to stick to the genre. It's like, no, 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 no. we, we yeah, can. We he's can like, push this. I don't want to play ahead, play some choruses, and then go back and play the head. Yeah, yeah. Like, I can, and I will sometimes, but mm-hmm. like, I want to. I'm trying to like reach greater heights through my music. And mm-hmm. So, it's crazy to think that like he could still be alive and playing. 
Yeah. Because there are contemporaries of his, Benny Golson being one that are like still around. They're like 90, mm-hmm. but like they're still was this around the, and still playing and was, stuff. Th- what time period of this was his, how long was his career? And then where is this in that career? Uh, when did he pass away? 68. This is towards the end of his life. 67, he passed away. Mm-hmm. So he, at, at what, 40. At 40. I'm 40. Yeah. So he was, this is 63. So he's four years away. So he's mm-hmm. 36. He's, he's essentially he's towards young. the end of his career. Yeah, yeah. He's young, but he's, he's basically at the end of his career. Yeah. He had done his first solo recording in 57. Mm-hmm. And then, so like from 57 to 67, that's his like solo stuff he had done things before that and had done things even after that mostly with like miles and some other stuff but um that was kind of his thing he was one of those who like didn't really come up in the big band scene he was like a little after that Mm -hmm. um like miles who was like a little older he was part of the big band thing and then got into bebop and then went on from there but like coltrane pretty much came into it at bebop basically and then beyond from there so yeah, cool. that's so crazy to think that like his solo output is ten years, and yet, <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of great uh, artists and bands. Their time here is very very short. Yeah, and I forget who it was it was Rick Beato. He's like, yeah, you know, like bands should break up. Mm-hmm. Well, there's that thing too of like, yeah, do your stuff and like, you know, and then get out of it. Yeah, go do solo work, do something else. But mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Speaking of the Beatles, by the way, I'm now two thirds through the documentary. <laughs> it's so long. I know. I was just talking. I mean, to somebody in about general, it. it is really it's very long. Well, the, the thing is, too, is like there's no stopping points. Yeah. Stopping points are the end of each episode, which are yeah. two and a half hours. No, you could you could stop at the days. Yeah, because uh, yeah, they yes. they do like yeah, they right. zoom out, they cross off the calendar, and they zoom into the next day. True, and it's like that's that true. could be a stopping point. That's true. But there some are, of those days, there are 22 days of of. But some of those days, it's like they hang out there for a while. Yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I know. but I need to go do something else, or I just need yeah. to like whatever. So mm-hmm. I get you. Yeah, I also wasn't my f- most focused self on mm-hmm. the second part, and there's a lot more happening in the second I part. The sec- and I'm like, <laughs> just Damn, like I should have mo- paid attention. <laughs> just like most trilogies, the second part is the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was even saying like when I watched that first part like towards the end when George leaves. Yeah. Spoiler alert. <laughs> and I like, I missed it because I was like texting somebody or something for like oh, yeah. two minutes. And then I was like, wait, because George it... isn't the band anymore. <laughs> what did that happen? Oh, yeah, yeah. And even when you watch it, it's so he's there and then he leaves and he's like, yeah, by the way, I quit the Beatles. Yeah. What? <laughs> okay. Had a sandwich. Yeah. With the Beatles. All right. So that was our two and a half tunes. Um, two tunes in a sermon yeah there you go that's that's our next podcast hey man. <laughs> two guys a girl in a pizza place that's a different thing yeah it is a different thing and it's do you remember that show i do and like it used to, that's a whole other conversation it really is <laughs> like it's a conversation we should have it just but, bookends the, the yeah. boy meets world talk it does um because that's uh ryan reynolds uh-huh. and other people that i don't know anymore i feel like the one guy from Sports Night? I don't know. Was he the know. other guy? I don't know. I don't know anything. I just know that there was no, two guys and a girl in a pizza place. And the girl who, like, probably should have been famous, but she wasn't either. Yeah. 
anyways um this has been two tunes podcast and if you'd like to share like subscribe please do you can now rate us on spotify that's a thing now yeah it has so give us Uh, some reviews and stuff that would be cool yeah those would be cool share everywhere and then if you'd like to join our discord there's a link in the description you can join the conversation over there we 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 did some special stuff (laughs) over christmas sure i wished you guys thanks for a year yeah, thanks everybody for listening. Find us on uh, Instagram at Two Tunes Podcast. Send us an email. Actually, send us an email, and we're going to use the Google automated responses to respond to you. Yes. So just do it. Yeah. Two Tunes Podcast at gmail.com. All right. Bye, guys. Bye.